Hello, and welcome to the Recovery Matters Podcast from CCAR, the podcast where putting recovery first is always the goal. Here we present interviews, discussions, stories, and speeches to cultivate the understanding and acceptance of the power, hope, and healing of recovery from alcohol and other addictions. Here are your hosts, Phil and Sandy Valentine. So, Mukta, so you are on the Recovery Matters podcast. Talk to me a little bit about, I mean, your whole immersion and how you got into the recovery field. And you can start wherever you like with that. Hi, thank you. And thank you for inviting me on this podcast. Uh, how I got into the recovery field was actually probably by accident. I probably didn't know what I was getting myself involved with. I was very, very young. And it seemed like something that, at least yogically, which is what I started to learn and develop and study as a very young person in my early 20s, and learning from Yogi Bhajan. And he just was very aware of uh, so many of the different meditations, yoga postures, of diet, food, and herbs, and, and juice blends to really help facilitate change in a person. It just happened to be used very effectively for modern day problems of today. And so uh, he had a lot of experience at back uh, in the 1960s or early 70s. These were the kind of people that were attracted to him, people that were seeking a spiritual quest. They just didn't know how to go about to, to do it. And they found themselves using hallucinogens to have a spiritual experience. And they did have that spiritual awakening. However, he always said that drugs or a drug never supported the use of illegal, um, non-pharmaceutical drugs. And so using the diet, the meditations, the yoga, people started to really facilitate change and started to find an alternative way of feeling good naturally without hurting themselves. And so I learned of this and very innocently, I thought, oh, that's work worth doing, even though I had absolutely no formal training. And it's not like I had a a big addiction problem myself. I did not. But um, very innocently, I just thought, okay, that's that's work worth doing. Maybe I'll get involved in that. And so it was really nothing worse innocent than that. And I just started to let it be known. I was in Tucson, Arizona at the time. And I started to let it be known that, oh, we have this program and we use herbs and vitamins and diet and just send somebody to us that's having a problem with substances and they didn't know what I was talking about I mean absolutely not in fact I had a person from Washington one time come out and say oh I know yoga I had it for breakfast this morning he had no <laughs> idea what he was talking about <laughs> so you know we've started from their beginnings and over the years uh, yoga certainly has become more uh, known and accepted and now trendy and but it, it's also still more than just being slim and trim and fit and looking good and leotard it has its amazing therapeutic benefits 
And so I've come to really study that over, now we're talking about over many, many years. And then to go back and get my formal licensing and, and education. Um, but it's, it's an exact science. And the thing is, it works. I've worked with so many people over these years and it does facilitate change. It's amazing. So uh, that's my humble beginning. So you've been doing this for decades and you look like you're a walking testament to the lifestyle because I can't tell if you're like 20 or 90 or somewhere in the middle. So how do you, would you attribute that to the lifestyle? Well, I, I perhaps, yes, I, I suppose. Yeah. Because, um, it's not just about, you know, here you do this and I'll do something else. It's, it's walking your, your, your talk. It's living the lifestyle that you're sharing with others. And, and that precious information and to let people try for themselves, how they feel. So um, perhaps it is. I am between 20 and 90. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That's an exact date. Got you. So um, what does a day look like for you? How do you take care of yourself? The day starts <clears throat> during a time called the ambrosial hours. The ambrosial hours is a beautiful time of the day. After all, the night owls have gone to bed, before the early birds wake up. It's a very, very peaceful time during that that early hour when the before the sun rises. It's two and a half hours before the rising of the sun. You'll find that many, many, many spiritual people will get up at that time and will take care of themselves. They will do their spiritual connecting process sure. that's the time they dedicate to their spirituality for their connection body mind and spirit so yes i do my my morning prayer this is called satna and it's a time that's very very peaceful and it's before all the crisis of the day begins it's like you know what it's like it's like tithing but in terms of your time mm. it's almost harder to give your time than to give one-tenth of your earning. And it's that peaceful time when you feel connected, you remind yourself what's important, you do your prayers, you take care of your yoga, your body physically, do your stretching, your bending, your, you keep yourself flexible, and then you sit, and you cover yourself with a beautiful shawl, and you sit, and you do a beautiful meditation whether it's to a mantra or to a song, to a, um, a, a sound or in silence. And that's the time you connect. Now you're ready for the day. Now you're ready to face whatever the day has for you. But at least you're of that centered mind so that you can make good decisions and you could conduct yourself with that great insight Wow. Um, I think I've heard that before, but that's the first time I heard it, you know, that, <laughs> that it like resonated with me. Um, there are many times where I get up two and a half hours before sunrise. That's amazing. But being a surf fisherman, there's times when I'm on the beach at that time and just thoroughly 
enthralled with that time and understand that time, I might, I'm, I'm contemplating. I think I might try that for a while. You know, that's the time between you and your creator to remind yourself, which is ultimately important. Wow. I, what do you eat and drink? I'm curious, like on a given day. Uh, well, I am a vegetarian, mm-hmm. so I eat anything that doesn't run away from me, fly away from me, or swim away from me, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically meat, fish, or eggs. Mm-hmm. But we do love to eat, and food is really important, and try to eat foods that give you life. Not that take life away from you, but that give you life, that are wholesome, whole fruits and the uh, grains, vegetables. Uh, I do have dairy products and um, try to keep away from any of the processed food or fried food or uh, overly grilled food, but food uh, with protein, um, uh, legumes, beans, protein, tofu, like I said, fruits and vegetables, juices, nuts and seeds and cheeses. Bread is fine, you know, as long as you try to get uh, whole grain bread mm-hmm. and uh, soups. So basically, simple eating, but enough variety. Mm-hmm. Try to stay away from any of the, like I said, the processed foods because that eventually could create inflammation, which causes lots of problems. Yes. Uh, do I you drink alcohol or? anything yeah you just read my next question <laughs> do you consume alcohol or anything like that and the answer is no um well, you're associated with an amazing organization um tell us about that i mean it's been it's been your life's work really the organization is a nonprofit. It's called super health and we've been in uh functioning for many 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 years many decades and again, I think it's um, it's coming up time. Like I said, when I started, people didn't really know what we were talking about. They didn't know what yoga was. They didn't know, you know, what meditation was, what the value of that is. But I think the times are changing now. And it's, you know, of course, yoga is trendy. Um, a lot of people have learned the value of meditation, of eating well, of eating healthy. And I think, you know, my new favorite word is balance. I think so much of it is just a balance because, you know, I find that a lot of people, when they find out about all this great information and food and health and wellness and and the value of good eating and meditation, they tend to go overboard and then they become fanatic. And, you know, that's hardly the answer either. So just be nice, just, you know, be balanced. You know, if it's holiday time and you have an extra piece of, of cake or, or sugary cake or whatever it is, eat it, enjoy it and be done with it. You don't have to work out like a maniac, you know, half of the day just to burn off the calories. You know, you could see that kind of erratic behavior where, you know, you do something and then you feel guilty and eating the guilt is worse than whatever it is you just ate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all the balance. Just be nice. Mm-hmm. If you're going to indulge and it's a special time, enjoy it. Eat it and be done with it. 
You don't have to have it haunt you. Uh-huh. Do you ever find yourself like out of balance? Oh, occasionally. <laughs> We're all human. Mm-hmm. We're all here doing the same thing, going through the same process. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're at different stages of development, and that changes from time to time. But it's also relatable because, let's face it, who isn't? We fall down, we mess up, we have situations that happen, we backslide. You keep up, you keep going. Get up, keep going. The super health is for people seeking recovery, in recovery, anybody? What's it about? You know, it ultimately is for anybody, anybody Mm -hmm. who's seeking that that balance physically, mentally, and spiritually. Many, many times, you know, people are, you know, we're dealing with issues. We're dealing with things in life that happen. Things happen to each one of us. And a lot of times things happen to us, especially when we're children, Uh when we're three years old, when we're seven years old. When we're 11 years old, these are very, very impressionable times. And if our environment, especially at home, as a child, is a particular um, mindset, or we're treated particular, you know, particular ways, maybe it's not as nourishing as we'd like it to be. Maybe it's not as wholesome. It's not as supportive as we'd like it to be. Maybe parents are going through their own issues. Well, who is it? And that affects the child. And if if it affects the child in a negative way, they're going to be having issues that they're dealing with that to compensate. And we try to cover it up. And we try to, you know, it's survival. We try to cover up our fear. We try to cover up our, our mistrust or our anxiousness or our uh, rejection. We pretend it's not there. We uh, we compensate. Many times, you know, we don't know how to deal with it. So we'll start to try to numb ourselves. Let me take this pill. Let me take this drug. Let me have this drink just to, to feel some kind of relaxation. We live in a time that is so stressful. You know, as society, we've never faced this before. A lot of it is because of the computer age, the information overload. We're all going through this. Don't let anybody tell you they're not. We're not born this way. We're Mm -hmm. born pure. You know, when you think about the child's crown is open, their intuition is open, they're pure, they're absolutely perfect. But then things happen. How do people access your services? If they're looking for a place just to take care of themselves and have a moment where they really tend to themselves and realize that I would like to be more in balance myself. We have trainings that are available. In fact, we have a training beginning February 18th. It's online and that's at uh, super-health.org. Anyone is welcome. People come for their own personal experience. People come because either they're healthcare professionals, they want to uh, integrate this into their protocol with their patients, Uh, their yoga teachers, they want to introduce this into their yoga regime and their community. So different people come for different reasons, but people come from all over the world because you know what? We're all going 
through something and we all need that nurturing, that support, and a few tools in my life that I could use practically to help get me through the day. Well said. Um, as I sit here listening to you, um, I'm really almost mesmerized. And I say you have the qualities of an elder in the sense of your lived experience and your wisdom. What are some key learnings that you want to share with others from your life experience? You shared several of them, but are there any that you would like to summarize? Yes, thank you. It's simply put, you know, first of all, just relax. And this too shall pass. We go through things, and I think many times we're tested how we go through that. Can we keep our our wits about us? Can we keep the um, the frame of mind that you know what this is all God's will, and I could make my I could get through this. Let me just try not to react. Let me breathe. Let me use some of these useful tools so that. I don't have to either throw in the towel or yell and scream or throw my punch or then have to apologize and say, I'm sorry. You know, let me just gain composure. You know, it, you know, and it's like, it's like I could do a very beautiful meditation by myself. Sure. When nobody's bothering me, nobody's bothering me. I'm fine. But it's when the meditation of life, when I open the door, that becomes my test. That becomes my challenge is if there's a situation where somebody is asking me to react emotionally to a particular situation and I don't, I act effectively rather than react emotionally. Perfect. That's my meditation. Not if nobody's bothering me, if I'm challenged. And so, so much of it is the practical, you know, don't bother yourself. Just relax, gain composure, take a deep breath, weigh the pros, weigh the cons, and make a good decision as best you can. Maybe it'll be a good decision. Maybe you'll learn something, maybe to do something a different way. But it's all okay. It, it's going to pass. And the thing is, life is learning lessons. You know, there's a thin line between a fool and a wise man. A fool will make a mistake, and he'll make the same mistake over and over and over again. The wise man will make a mistake, but he'll always have the perspective, okay, yeah, look, I made a mistake, but what, what can I learn from it? Is there anything I could learn from that to keep me from doing the same thing next time? I could make no mistakes, but let me learn something so I don't have to make these same mistakes, and that's wisdom. So there's actually a thin line between the fool and the wise man. Just relax, take a deep breath, deal with the pros and cons, Make as good a decision as you can, but it's okay. It's okay. No one is perfect. And keep your faith. Keep your faith. Keep your trust. Keep breathing. That's your proof that God dwells within. That's amazing. Um, thank you for that. 
I've, uh, as a parent, I'm a parent of five children, and I'll, in some ways, be running an organization like you have for many, many years. I look at some of my employees, and Michael, don't tell anybody this, but as they're like children too, and so when when they're when they've made a mistake or made a decision that didn't work out well or did work out well, the question I ask is, what did you learn? You know, it's right. And and yes. I, I hear a lot of that in you. It's more, it's like, okay, you made the best decision with the best information you had in time with good intentions. It didn't work out. What did you learn? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And it takes courage to have that frame of mind, not to want to beat yourself up or give up, mm-hmm. it takes courage. It takes strength to be able to do that, to say, yeah, I made a mistake. Yes, I learned from it. Yes, you know, perhaps next time I could do it differently. I blew it. Mm-hmm. That takes courage. So bravo. Well, yeah, thank you. You know, I meet so many people. They just tell me that, you know, things are going on in their life that they're getting pulled down. There's so many different distractions, so many different, they're just not happy. We all have the opportunity and the right to be happy. And a lot of times it's not necessarily the other person that's going to make me happy or even the environment. That ultimately it's you within you. And as long as we keep our connection to the one who created us, whatever you call that, whether it's creator, whether it's God, whether it's universal energy, whether it's even the source, the one who gives us the breath of life, that is very spiritual. You know, I don't really get involved in religion, but yes, we do get involved in spirituality. And that's simply the spirit, the vivaciousness, the love of life, and hold on to that no matter what you're dealing with to keep your faith, to keep your trust, to remember and take a deep breath. And as long as that breath is coming in, and as long as that breath is going out, that is the direct proof that God dwells within. That things aren't so bad as long as this breath is still with me. And so I think that that is ultimately the the key, the core of life. It's just not to forget that and to keep reminding ourselves that we're not alone and we have that support. And as long as we pay attention and we remind ourselves, let me just take a deep breath. Let me just breathe in deeply and remind myself that this is a gift, this breath. I don't know that I'm going to have the next one, but as long as I do, I'm grateful. And to have that attitude, it's all an attitude. To have that attitude of gratefulness, of appreciation, lives a life of grace, of dignity, of manners, that it's all okay. So I think that to me is the core of life. That is the spirit. Whatever a person believes or doesn't believe or synagogue or church or temple, they go to or maybe not. But as long as they they keep that remembrance, 
that. Let me take that deep breath. And God dwells with them. Things are not so bad. It's okay. I'm okay. And it will be okay. As long as I breathe in and take a wonderful breath out. Well, after our conversation, I feel okay. So <laughs> thank you for that. Mukta, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, um, and I wish you well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Recovery Matters Podcast. We hope that you have connected in some way with what you've heard. For more information, you can find us on the web at ccar.us. Like and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at ccar, the number four, recovery. And on Instagram at Recovery Matters Podcast. And you can use the hashtag RecoveryFirst to show support for our mission. Have questions, comments, feedback? Email us at podcast at ccar.us. Fire feeds fire. So if yours is burning right now, reach out and share it with someone.